Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity for just a couple days to return to the the campus at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis for the first time since I had graduated there. And one of the highlights of that trip for me was to spend some time worshiping in the chapel, which is located right at the heart of the campus. And if you've been there before and seen that chapel, you'll know that the the chapel is is entirely flooded with with natural light because they have these large, about three-story tall windows, uh, pretty much from the roof all the way, or from the roof all the way to the floor. And they go all the way up and down the sides of the chapel and even in the front as well. Now, when I was a student there, the only ones of those windows that were stained glass windows were the ones up front. All the rest, especially along the side, they were all clear windows. But since I've been there, a a donor has provided the means to put in stained glass windows throughout the entire chapel. And they had just a little more than half of them done when I was recently there which I got to see. And as I was there worshiping in the chapel, admiring these these enormous windows, I noticed two things in particular. The first thing was that the, the three main sections of stained glass up at the front of the chapel, they depicted Jesus as they should. They had the resurrection, the 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 crucifixion, and the return of Jesus. But as it's a very large building, it can seat over one uh, 1,100 people there are a lot more windows than the ones up front. And so all the windows up and down the side aisles depict all of these saints from Scripture. And as you walk around the chapel and you see these beautifully woven together designs, you see all these these people, these saints from the Bible, and all this imagery that when you take it from one end to the other, it tells the whole story of God's plan of salvation. But the second thing I noticed was that while I was sitting there in the chapel, these stained glass windows were casting their light down on us. We were colored in in blues and reds and golds in ways that never happened when I was there as a student. And I noticed that this light from these windows depicting the saints was actually helping me see all the saints in the pews in a brand new light. And I realize then that this is a great metaphor for what is happening for us today on All Saints Day. Because today is a day when we do two things. We look at the saints of the past with Christ, of course, at the head of his church. And the book of Hebrews says that these saints are the great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. And so we give thanks to God for the faith that he gave to them and for the examples of faith that they are and that they give to us. But in addition to that, we also see the light shining through the saints through God's people who have gone before us, because we know that that they don't generate the light. The light comes from our Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that Jesus is the one who makes us his saints. He is the one who has done everything for us. And so just like that light shining through the stained glass windows into the pews, The light from Christ shines through the people who have gone before us and who have been blessed by him. 
And it helps us see better the saints that are here today, including ourselves. We can look back over scripture and we can look back over the course of history of the Christian church. We can even look back over the history of our own lives and see the people that God has given us. And we see the ones to whom God was always faithful. And that can't help but then cast a light into our lives because we know that the same mercy and grace that had been shown to all of them is the same light that shines in our lives, the same mercy and grace that is given to us by our crucified and risen Savior. That we also are God's saints, that we also are his holy ones, not because we ourselves are holy, but because Christ has made us holy by the precious outpouring of his blood on the cross for us. And in this way, this is also what we see happening in our gospel reading today from Matthew chapter 5. This reading is known as the Beatitudes, and it is Jesus' opening to his famous Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus begins by describing the crowd that's in front of him. Jesus is describing the saints, those who are blessed through him. And so the Beatitudes, they are like a stained glass window inviting us to see all of the saints, including ourselves, in a brand new light. Jesus is inviting us to look through those saints, through the people he declares blessed, and see the light that shines through us all, the light of Christ's mercy and love for us. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Immediately, we can tell that Jesus, he doesn't see things like the world sees things. Jesus is describing, again, the people, the crowd in front of them, and he tells them to, to what was probably their surprise and is ours as well, that they, because of their poor spirit, it, they are not cursed, but rather just the opposite. They are blessed. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn, those who are meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who are merciful, those who are pure in heart, those who are peacemakers, those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, those who are reviled and slandered for Jesus' name. Blessed are they. Jesus is calling our attention to the people of this world that this world would otherwise overlook. This world that often confuses strength and power and wealth with God's blessing. And even we at times may fall into that same trap to judge God's favor upon me by how things are going in my life. If they're going well, well, then he must be pleased with me. But if they're not, if I'm weak or if I'm suffering or if I'm mourning, well, then God must be displeased with me. But that's not how it works. And Jesus' Beatitudes transforms our sight to see this world and to see others and to see ourselves as he sees us. Those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who struggle for peace, those who are persecuted in the faith, those who are downtrodden. 
These are the ones who are blessed by him. Not because of anything they do. Rather because of all that God in Christ has done for them. You see, Jesus came into this world to flip things upside down. The almighty son of God came not as a mighty one, but as a lowly one. Born as a nobody. And he walked a lowly road to his own suffering and death. And he took on a symbol of of weakness and shame. Jesus took on the cross, but he transformed it into a symbol of power and glory. Not as the world sees power and glory, rather as the power to save all the world from its sin. And the glory of inviting us to join him In the life resurrected. That is true power. And true glory. And this light then from Jesus shines into our lives. Because Christ has given us and all his baptized saints. The gift of forgiveness of sins. And of eternal life. And of light to light the darkness. The light of Christ's mercy and grace. He has clothed us with his righteousness, the righteousness that Christ won for us. And it transforms then the way that we see our lives in this world. It flips things upside down because of Jesus. That even in the times when things don't look particularly powerful or glorious, even in the times when they look just the opposite, we know that Christ is there. And that he is at work. And that he is bringing us with all of his saints through suffering and through sorrow. And into the light of eternal life with him. On this All Saints Day, Jesus' Beatitudes helps us see the saints. Those who to the world may look anything but extraordinary. But because of the light of Christ's love for them and his mercy and grace in their lives, we see shining through them the extraordinary faithfulness of God. And that in turn then colors the lives of the saints who are sitting here today. It's the man who comes to church but questions if he's even worthy of being here. It's the widow thinking of her late husband wondering when the pain will become bearable. The employee asking God for courage to be able to speak up to his employees about his faith. The addicted woman asking God to help her with her daily struggles. The college student who wants to use his voice to speak for those who have none. The grandmother whose most fervent prayer is for her grandchildren that they would be raised in the faith. The husband who wants to work through his marital marital struggles for the sake of his wife and for his children. The woman or the man or the student who is looked down upon or who truly suffers loss in this world on account of their faith in Jesus Christ. You see, nothing about these people would set them apart in this world. Nothing would make the world take notice of them or consider them great or blessed. In fact, just the opposite. No one would choose to make stained glass windows out of them. But you see, Jesus in his mercy and grace calls us to see them today. 
He calls us to hear what he calls them, that they are his saints who are blessed by him. Those were the poor in spirit, the mourner, the meek, the one who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemaker, the persecuted one. They are you and me. And we are his church, and we are the blessed saints of God. Today on All Saints Day, the Beatitudes remind us how God in Christ claims people like us. People who are frail, who are lowly, who are poor in spirit, who are mourning, who have nothing of our own to give him. But Jesus makes us his own in baptism. He died for us. He rose again for us. He is coming back for us one day. And now, even now, he shines his light through all the saints as our Savior so that today we can see that light and give thanks to him for it and give thanks for all the saints and most importantly, give thanks for Jesus and for the light that he shines in our lives and through our lives the light of the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.